Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, this is Nina Perez and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. I was like rocking out to my music. I almost forgot to start. Anyway, today I have Jean Atman here. I love to bring people on here that like to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And you guys know that I go and try to seek around the whole planet and see what amazing people I can get on here for you. And today we have Jean and she is a self-mastery mentor and an energy medicine specialist And she is the leading expert on how to break free of negative life experiences for good. And as you guys all know that have been following me for some time, you know I'm all about that. So Jean, thank you so much for being with me today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for our chat. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And tell me, I I spelled your name right. It's A-T-M-A-N, right? You did. Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Jean, I'm so glad you're here. So the, the way I like to start off the show is I like for my audience and um, people who are listening to really get to know a little bit more about you. So uh, who's Jean? Can you tell us a little bit about you? Yes, it's such a big question as I was <laughs> trying to think of a word to dive in. Um, so kind of the, the cliff notes of my life is that I, I was born into a lot of contrast, um, a lot of toxicity, a lot of abuse, a lot of cruelty, which really, you know, looking back, it wasn't fun experiencing it. But looking back, I can see how many gifts came from those experiences. Um, it made me super sensitive to other people's emotional states around me, um, because in the time I really needed to be aware of that for my own sense of safety, right? So it made me highly attuned to people's emotional states of being. And it really helped me also to connect to or stay connected to the upper realms um, because that was my safe space. That was my support system. That was where I could feel safe and that there was a sense of belonging and connectedness there. So growing up in a place where I didn't really feel like I belonged or even wanted to be there, I've had a lot of resistance to life 
throughout this mm-hmm. incarnation because it just wasn't fun. <laughs> it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't even kind. So carrying through a lot of those belief systems into adulthood, I really have had to unpack a lot of stuff. And I know I came in here with big, big lessons to learn. I've always felt like I was on a huge mission to change humanity, you know, which is a big wow. job if you break that down. I, yeah. <laughs> You know, just a little bit. <laughs> so I'm I'm rebalancing um, how much effort I need to put into saving air quotes humanity, and how much I need to focus on my own stuff, and uh, just really a uh, lot of balance um, kind of needed in this incarnation. And I was joked to say I, I must have not read the fine print when diving headfirst into this lifetime because it's been a big one. <laughs> but yeah, it's given, given me a lot of lessons and a lot of wisdom, and I know that's part of my work here is to be able to share that journey with others because others are also experiencing something similar. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean that's a that's a big opening, right? Because there's a lot we can dive into there. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've also come from a toxic background and everything. I realize now though, um like you, what a blessing there is in that. And I I also came to that epiphany if you will that you know, my story doesn't belong to me anymore. My yeah. story's for others. Um and yeah. so tell me what that that shift was for you? Like, um, if you don't mind us digging in a little bit about Mm -hmm. the toxicity, like, can I ask you, like, how toxic or what, you know, what Mm. happened in those times? Yeah, it was all in detail. If you don't want to, I just no, I feel pretty, pretty neutral about it. Um, And it's actually I'm I'm learning now, actually, (laughs) for the first time, the depth of the abuse and the toxicity, because I feel like we can't really heal And, you know, we can only heal to the depth that we're willing to see. And so recognizing how long I've been in survival mode and making decisions on survival mode and not understanding how jacked up my nervous system has been throughout my whole life based on this. But basically, um, when I was three days old coming home from the hospital, I was um, in a deep meditation and was kind of wormholed back into when I was first brought home. And my sister was extremely jealous of me. And my mom used to, you know, we used to tease all the time. Oh, she's so jealous of you. She's so jealous of you. I didn't realize the extent of that until I really started to go back into these childhood wounds. And it was always, you know, I'm sleeping in my cradle and all of a sudden I'm being bitten or pinched really hard or trying to sleep. I've got no protection from the jealousy and kind of the projection of insecurities and things like that from her. Um, And that continued to perpetuate throughout our lives. And I used to joke to say, oh, you know, God made me bigger than her so I could finally take her. And I didn't understand that blowing it off like that didn't get me into the level of trauma that existed. I mean, she pushed me down the stairs when I was a toddler trying to kill me, like all these things, she just did not want me around. So I was, I was kind of the punching bag of a lot of that projection. My dad was super abusive, six, four boxer. um, And anything that you did, you could be beaten. And it got really, really dark and intense, some really deviant behaviors and things like that, too, that was around. Um, And my mom was really set on this perfect family. So I think she was in a bit of denial as far as that it was even happening. So there was no stopping it. There was no protection from it. So I developed a huge resistance to life. I mean, even if you stir your chocolate milk too loud, you're chased into the bedroom and you're being, you know, I mean, it's pretty graphic, but bad things happen. You know, even if you're stirring your chocolate milk too loud. So you couldn't, I grew up thinking like, I can't make any noise. I can't cook food that has a smell. I can't flush the toilet by accident if I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. You know, all these things were consistently like, you don't have a right to be here. 
And if you disturb me in at all, you're going to be severely hurt by that. So you grew up with these belief systems that you're an inconvenience. You don't matter. You don't heart. You're not allowed to have needs. You only have to focus on other people and pacify them to make sure that you stay safe. I mean, these belief systems were deeply embedded within my system. So I spent a lot of time in adulthood drawing in toxic relationships, narcissistic relationships, takers, all these things, because when you start to learn how you can pacify people's feelings, then you draw in other people that also require that. So um, life got really, really loud (laughs) in adulthood. And um, I finally got to rock bottom where I was just a shell of myself. And I realized I can't do this anymore. And I started to have a lot of suicidal thoughts throughout my whole life just because I had such resistance to all the cruelty. But I learned that through meditation and, and channeling this guidance that it's not that that I need to die. It's a piece of me that needs to die. It's the mm. piece that's accepting this abuse. It's a piece that says that's okay. It's the piece that thinks that's true. That's the part that needs to be laid to rest. Mm. And I need to come back into my own sense of truth and my center and live from that place. And so it took, you know, a deep dive into all of that stuff that wasn't working. And just, I mean, it's been, you know, a lifetime of unpacking that stuff to really see what's, what's true, as opposed to the backstory of what used to be. Yeah, yeah, you said a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, you know, sometimes I, I, I think that not truly, understanding all that's happening to you in those moments is a gift sometimes Mm -hmm. because you know going through all of that abuse right you kind of adapt you kind of learn to adapt and you you like you said you learn not to flush the toilet you learn not to cook with you know and Mm -hmm. and I think that's a survival mechanism of Mm -hmm. your brain right to just do um and and I think it serves you well at the moment because I don't think our parents would have done anything to help us through it if we realized what was happening right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you're right. There is a point in your life where this all culminates now. And now you're, you're like a ticking time bomb, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when your suicidal thoughts come in and all an unworthiness and things like that. How did you yeah. shift that in your life? Like, you know, do you remember the moment or the time when you said, I, 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 I can't, like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to commit to it. I'm not going to, but I have to do something. Was there something that happened that triggered that? Yeah, it was really powerful. And I even still get emotional thinking about it. I was, um, this was after my divorce, I was dating. And um, this, this man was to the capacity that I carry light, he carried dark. Mm. And so we were a perfect compliment. (laughs) And even my daughter said, you know, mommy, I see zombies around him, she could see all the dark that was around him. And this was when I was still in the mindset of, well, maybe we're just supposed to help him, maybe we're supposed to help him heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it was to the point where when I was sleeping at night, he would siphon my energy, and I would my guides would wake me up, and he would be hovering over me and and I could just feel like him siphoning my energy. And so, I, it was just kind of normalized because I think I was so used to abuse that I didn't mm-hmm. realize that it didn't need to be that way. Right. And so it was uncomfortable and I felt really, um, you know, drained and angry. And, and I remember him saying, you need anger management. And I was like, I'm not an angry person. I don't know. I'm so angry. And I thought about it later. It was because I was fighting for my soul. I was in fight right. mode. I was in warrior mode, protective mode. Um, but I finally, some friends of mine, 
they came up to me and they said, we love you so much, but we, we can't be a part of your life anymore because it hurts us so much to see what's happening mm. to you. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> so That's at deep. that moment, I thought, it's not just me. And this isn't okay. But I right. needed to see what was happening through someone else's eyes to see that that wasn't okay. Right. Right. So in wow. that moment, I, I found the strength because I realized this, I'm like, I would not allow that to happen to anybody that I loved, but yet I was allowing that to happen to me, mm -hmm. you know, but when they cared enough to say, you know, this, this is not okay. And, and we can't even bear to witness it, you know, it finally hit at home. And so for, I kicked him out of my life and I was like, we're done. We are done here. And what was so interesting, what happened next is I was in deep meditation, doing some, some deeper level clearing on myself. And he came to me in my meditation. And I still at that point had my arms open. And I said, you know, I just wanted to help you. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Um, and this dark force came up from behind him and he looked at me and he kind of bowed his head and he turned and he followed the dark. And I thought, oh my gosh, you cannot help someone who refuses to help themselves. Yeah. yeah. And in that moment, it all, everything became clear. And from that moment on, I thought, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I'm never sacrificing myself for the sake yeah. of someone else, especially who's in resistance to their own healing. Yeah, and so that he was my greatest teacher for sure. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't want to go through that again. I never will. But holy cow, I guess I needed to be rattled to that extent in order to finally see that real, real change needed to be made. And so yeah. I basically, you know, just kind of closed myself in and created a really small orbit around me with just the people that I knew were kind and loving and supportive. And I eliminated pretty much everybody else <laughs> from my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just took that deep dive into my stuff, you know, and yeah. I've been unpacking it and unearthing it ever since and still finding more. Yeah. I'm like, how much more is in there? <laughs> yeah, no. Right. I mean, it's probably a lifetime journey, really, right? But, yeah. you know, it's funny, right? Because um, going through all of that does cause a lot of beliefs that limit you from doing the best you can, the greatness that is in us. I, I feel like we are all here I feel like we're all here for a purpose. There is a reason we are here. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like we sabotage a lot of that because of our belief systems. Things that people, like like uh, you pointed it out a little earlier where you said there were some deep-rooted limiting beliefs that were starting to be created. And you don't even realize that as an adult, sometimes that's something somebody did to you when you were two or three or, or a baby or whatever is, is, you know, contributing to that. Right. Yeah. So now that you are, you, you are at a place now where you are, um, you are healing, mm -hmm. you are now helping others. I know that you are, are huge on helping women uh, build yeah. their confidence and, um, and go after their dreams. Mm -hmm. How do you um, help women with that self-sabotaging behavior or belief system because i I'm, I'm pretty sure that you deal with that right because i do yeah 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 i mean it's a lot i mean it's a lot i i didn't i you said something also that resonated with me where you said 
that you you had like a deep I think you said something like a deep anxiety or something that was building up within you that you didn't even know you were just getting through life and mm-hmm. I've said that because a lot of people are like how did you do it I'm like I don't even know I just got up every day and kept going yeah uh, but I didn't realize the damage it was doing you know right um right. so how do you do that? How do you help women or people with their uh, beliefs that are starting to limit them and, and sabotage where you know their future and what they're going through? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is based on limiting beliefs, and um, you know what we spoke about earlier is you can only heal to the capacity that you're willing to see. So good, yeah. And so I didn't. I thought it was healing but I wasn't Mm -hmm. even getting into the depth of it. I was just skirting around the surface. And then after that relationship, within the month after I kicked him out of my life, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel victimized. And I was Mm. always the type, brush yourself off, get up, keep going. You got stuff to do. You're a single mom. (laughs) You know, you got, you can't, you can't stop. What is this? You know, you don't have time for that. But for that first time, I thought I've been victimized a lot. And until I recognized that, I couldn't heal that wound. Wow, that's deep. So it's really taking the time to see what you're going through and honoring what you feel. And what happens a lot of times is we develop these limiting beliefs and they reside within our subconscious and unconscious minds. And so they're very, they're not, we don't have awareness of these beliefs many times. Mm -hmm. And where we get stuck is when we consciously desire something but we can't quite make it happen. We can't quite get it to work. It's because there's something in conflict within you that's saying you're not worthy of it, or you don't deserve that, or nobody's going to want you or whatever those, those belief systems are that are in conflict with what you want. So until you dive into those belief systems, i.e. the trauma, <laughs> you, you, it's, you just are kind of in denial of it. And so a lot of people are afraid to get into the trauma and I work with energy and I teach people how to read their own fields. And I've been working with a lot more teenagers lately, which has been very, very cool because they come in here with far less density and far less things to, and not necessarily less to move through, but they have the ability to move through it more quickly because they're not as congested. (laughs) Um, And what I saw recently is this um, boy's trauma body was outside of himself. So he was completely disassociated from the trauma because it was uncomfortable. We don't want to keep being reminded of our trauma. But what happens is if it's outside of you and you're in complete denial of it, guess what? You're not going to be able to heal that. And you're always going to be lugging this weight around with you until you manage it. Mm -hmm. And like what you said earlier, when we get into these, these childhood wounds where we put some, some defenses and a protective mechanism around us in that time, in that undeveloped mind, our inability to process. When we do those things, we put all this protection around us and that protection stays. And then everything that resembles that continues to compound on that. So until you start to kind of release that stuff, you're still carrying all these things around. And I compare it to, let's say you have a closet that has been a collection of every single outfit you've worn since birth. There's a lot of things in there that don't fit any longer, but you're still lugging all that stuff with you. It's time to go back and revisit those timelines and revisit the trauma. And what's beautiful about it in the now moment is you're wiser, you're stronger, you can process things, you can see it, and you can actually go back and nurture those pieces where they don't need to be a traumatic experience to heal the trauma. They can go back in and you can go, it's almost like looking at it objectively 
you know, and identifying with that child self and saying, oh my gosh, sweet girl, what do you need? How can I provide you with some help? You're loved, you're worthy, come here, let me give you a hug and feel into that level of closeness and connectivity. And you can reparent yourself in ways that you didn't receive parenting in a proper way when you were going through that as a child. So it's such a beautiful aspect of healing. And energetically, when you do timeline work, what I see is when that original wound is healed, it dominoes forward in an exponential way. So in other words, it's almost like it doesn't even exist. And so the outcome of that healing in the now moment is powerful and profound because you're very different. It's almost like it never happened. So it's like it releases so much and people become free really quickly of things. And they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not even bothered by that anymore. I don't even know whatever that was. It's like a little gnat in your field, you know, where it used to be a bulldozer. (laughs) So that's, yeah, that's why I love energy work so much because it's such an easy access point to get into that trauma without needing to stir it up mentally and emotionally again in order to let it surface and clear. That's so great. I, I believe in timeline, actually. I do timeline with some of my clients as well. Um, yeah. it, you know, I don't not do the clearing of the energy, but I do uh, neuro-linguistic programming. So we do timeline Beautiful. type work. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yes. <laughs> so, um, it yes. is so awesome when you can take people to those moments because when people are really mm. willing to dive in, and you probably know this, Jean, like when, you're, when your client is really willing to dive in you mm-hmm. know you're going to see some breakthrough, yeah. some healing, some light moment, you know? And that yeah. is a very powerful moment for us as practitioners, right? To see that happen. Um, and, you know, timeline, I think is very, it's just a very powerful thing because we mm-hmm. think we don't remember, but we do remember. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially when you are going to clear your mind and just like really make it happen. You you remember far, as far back as you can. Like mm-hmm. it's really kind of like interesting how far back you can go, right? Do you find that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And And when you stop disassociating from it. And you have access yeah. to that. All these things come up and you're like, whoo, you know, that's, that's interesting. Where'd that come from? I didn't even know that was in there. And right. It's, yeah. It's very, very fascinating. <laughs> what do you, what do you, um, when you're doing this type of work with, with your clients and stuff, what are some of the, like the major barriers that you're seeing? Like, you know, what, what is like the major thing that you see that people run into? You know, when they're trying to really do the work, they're trying to really change their lives. What, what's that stop for them, you think? I think that I can I can feel and I can sense the readiness in people. And mm-hmm. usually what that looks like is I'm just done. I don't even know what I need to do. I just know something needs to be different. I'm just I done. Yeah. And so it's almost mm-hmm. like there's you, you hit that rock bottom where you know that you you can't be in that lower density anymore. So you're you're there's a willingness and openness. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think that that people that are feeling uncomfortable and they don't know that they can make change yet, I I find sometimes people get in a little bit of resistance. And so like you know, with me, I didn't understand that I was still holding on to being mistreated as a normal way of life. <laughs> but we hold on to things that are familiar. 
So sometimes we stay in a place where we don't want to be just because we don't even know the potential of something beyond that. So it can create resistance in the field. And even though it's uncomfortable, we grip to what we know because for some reason it feels safe there. Mm -hmm. So when like energetically, when I see that happening, I can look into where that protective mechanism is of that gripping or that contraction. And we don't strip it away because there's a reason why that's there, right? So we want people to feel safe. But there's, we look into the depth of why that was put there in the first place. So whether that's, I really need to feel safe before I'm going to let this go. I really need to feel up leveled until I can release this. I really need whatever that core need is first, and then I can drop this stuff off. But until we identify what the core is, the resistance remains. So I yeah. see that a lot in people as um, kind of one of the main things, ways that people get in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. But in, like when we can go into their depth from an observer's perspective, you know, it's it's easier to see sometimes from the outside in. Um, and when you're not so close to your own stuff. So that's why I think people like us are really helpful because, you know, I mean, I have coaches and healers and things that I go to too. And I'm like, I I can't get in any deeper on my own. I know I need some support through this or it's a big thing. It's scary. And Mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't want to do it alone. (laughs) You know, I want someone to hold massive amounts of space for whatever is going to be on earth in that, in that place. Um, So I feel like the depth is a lot more easily accessible if you've got some help. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I think that that's exactly why the work that you're doing is so important, right? Because some of us, um, some of us don't even realize that we're there. We don't even realize that we're operating in a place of of a stress at all times, like chronic stress. You know, mm-hmm. or we're we're operating in this place of self sabotage all the time, or or frustration, and we just don't realize. It. I think you mentioned earlier how sometimes we're going through things and we realize we want to do that but for some reason we keep stopping we don't get there you know mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. what happens is that build up of frustration and you know all that comes in it's funny i was talking to someone who um does um uh health for the brain she's amazing and mm-hmm. we were talking about the healthy brain and all of that and and uh, <laughs> she was assessing me and it was funny and she's like you know um everything that we talked about sounds like you're like you are your body's completely used to being in chronic stress at all times mm-hmm. and i'm like really like i didn't <laughs> i didn't know that because i know I, i'm so used to being this person I, I just get things done i get there i gotta go i don't <laughs> got time you know uh and when she said that that really like it, it did ring a like a little alarm bell in me like okay you need to check that you can't just ignore that you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. because it's important i think that the work that you do is is important and it's helping people break through uh not just belief systems but pain Mm -hmm. you know uh trauma that's important yeah i think that that is my um my demographic is people that have experienced deep level traumas um Mm -hmm. just because it's such a familiar playground for me and to be able to know exactly to where to look where where we tend to hide things where we tend to disassociate from things you know all of that is so familiar to me and yeah. so to be able to walk somebody else through that through that darkness um and i can hold space at that place because i know exactly yeah. what that feels like you know yeah. and i also know what it feels like to be on the other side of it so it's sort of yeah. like um, you know, being a beacon for them to be able to be like, oh, yeah, I don't have to stay here. Like other people are doing yeah. that. And that means that I can too. 
you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, I really, I love the, the deeper level transformation. If, if somebody comes to me and says, I'm having a little, you know, challenge with my boyfriend. And, we, and I was like, okay, I'm not your girl. <laughs> show me, show me the depth. You're like I want the depth. Than that, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do you deal with a lot of like different things like, um, shame and, and unforgiveness and all of that kind of stuff? Mm. Oh yeah. So I get deep into the chakra system and like, for instance, the root chakra is all about safety and security and the shadow aspect of that is fear and so the sacral chakra is guilt the solar plexus is shame so these literally are the shadow parts that are trapped in our main energy centers of our body mm -hmm. so when you start okay. to do clearing work there and you kind of flip that into the light you step into safety, security, expression, your will, and how you show up in the world. And it, it contains less of that when you, when you can clear that stuff out at the core. So mm -hmm. when you start to move that energy, it also starts to clear the mental body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, the physical body. All of these shifts start to take place, and you start to live in a way that doesn't have that infusion of those energies. And I see programs streaming in almost like threads that kind of make up the fabric of us. And when you start to unravel that stuff, all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I can breathe a little better. I feel a little freer. I'm a little lighter. And I'm not really plagued by that guilt or shame element anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, my, my mom was a nun and my dad was a Christian brother and they met through their religious life and got a dispensation from the Pope to get married. So growing up in the Catholic church, I'm very familiar with guilt and shame. Right. <laughs> don't do this because, <laughs> you know, don't Me do that because. the Catholic guilt, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a thing, but it is a thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, not to diss the Catholic church, yeah, but I'm not. just super familiar with it. And, yeah. and it was something that I also had to offset. And you spoke about forgiveness. There was something that came through. This was the coolest thing I think that I've ever channeled. One of my clients, she has a very narcissistic mom, really, really, really cruel mom. And she was saying, I just can't forgive. I just can't forgive her. And I'm just holding mm -hmm. on to this. And I just really want to forgive her. And I just don't know how. And so I went into channel and what they said was so cool. They said, Forgiving is for giving that back to them. So they mm -hmm. put all, they projected all of their stuff onto you. And now it's time to give it back to them. It's for giving it back. So when mm -hmm. you can think about everything that someone has put on you and just say, you know what, this isn't even my stuff. I'm going to give it back to you and you can do whatever you want to with it, but I'm not going to carry that anymore. That's forgiving. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, I just it does. thought that was so yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. It is so cool. I um I do a lot of uh, work with with uh, unforgiveness and forgiving and all of that. And yeah. I always say that there's there's things that we carry that are not ours yeah. that we do not need to carry that belongs to the person who gave it to you. Give it right back. I never yep. used it like. Giving. I never thought right. about it that way, which is really neat. Right? It's, a great, it's a great play on words. But yeah. I always yeah. believe, too, that forgiveness is a choice. It's something you're choosing. You don't always mm -hmm. have to feel it. You have to choose it. Right. Um, and, you know, because forgiveness can be a really, it can be a hindrance. It could be a hindrance for you growing in business. It could be a hindrance mm -hmm. for your family. It could be a huge obstacle. And a lot of people don't even realize that. I speak to a lot of executives and entrepreneurs and professionals yeah. and all that. And they're like, 
dealing with this little Manushka stuff, but they don't realize that the big piece is the shame, the unforgiveness, the unworthiness. Yeah. That's the stuff, right? Yeah, they that is. That's the core. That pissed them off, but that's not right. at all what it is. <laughs> no, that's one of the first things I go over with my people. I'm like, no details. I want, I want like yeah. few details, and that's it. And then we want to get into the why of you know the actual trigger right. of why. The real thing, right? Yes, right. yes. I don't right. want to spend time that's, in the superficial. <laughs> no, fantastic. no good work happens there. <laughs> that's I'm glad that you're doing this uh this kind of work and um and I and I know that uh the the audience that I have or the people that listen to my show also you know they're about that right they're about this yeah. um you know self development they're about growing they're about changing their mindsets and that's the beauty of what you do and what I do is that we're just really all we're trying to do is help one person at a time just one yeah. person at a time you know yeah. because one person changes a generation like literally mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. abuse came i had a lot of abuse in my family but i refused to abuse my children yeah. and so then my children now i've broken that and now my children will not abuse theirs you know right. so one person can literally change a generation right? absolutely and i feel like we so get cool. hyper protective because yeah. of what we've been through too, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes to a fault. Yeah. Right. Well, I learned that too, though. If we, yeah. once we heal that wound, we're not operating from the wound, you yeah. know, like the overprotection yeah. isn't yeah. coming based on the wound. It's just coming right. from this integrous place. Yeah. 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 That's so good, Jean. That's so good. All right. I don't want to let you go without anybody knowing where to reach you. So you're going to have to give us all your info, like your websites and your, your handles, you know, wherever anybody that's listening that needs this kind of work can find you. Yeah. The easiest place is my website, jeanetman.com. You can find all my social handles on there, ways to work with me, et cetera. Um, that's probably the easiest place to head to. Yeah. Do you have a, like, um, like a program that you do, like you have to like sign up for this amount of time, you know, things like that, like, mm -hmm. you know, three months, four months, five months. What, what does it look like? Yeah. Um, I have a private work program and the typical time, depending on what people are working through, I found about three months is That's what it good. takes yeah. to really move through the layers and get them moving in a, in a direction that they want to move in. Mm -hmm. And within that time, I'm a teacher by heart. So I love to teach people how to heal their own energy. What's happening in there, how to process your stuff. What does this mean? You know, and by the end of our time together, I'm asking them to kind of take the reins a little bit more so they can get familiar with how to help themselves. Because my goal Good. is to really empower people, you know, so I offer that. But depending on where people are, there's flexibility because I'm finding that there is no one size fits all for anybody. So right. I have chats with people and see where are you at? What are you needing? And yeah. let's see what what fits kind of way. Yeah. Um, and then I also offer I was finding that my bandwidth to with private clients is, you know, sort of limited <laughs> with how many people that I want to help. Um, yeah. So I've created my the world. Course. Wasn't that what you said? Th in that's the beginning? right. The humanity. World? It's humanity. <laughs> humanity. Yeah, that's right. Small little task. <laughs> so yeah, it was, I giggled to myself when I think about that literally was, was my thought process for a long time. Um, but I've also created my limitless course, which sort of helps people to get into those triggers, the limiting beliefs and the inner critic voice of and how to manage all of these things um, and behaviors and adaptive behaviors of what we developed based on past trauma. How do I identify that stuff and heal it? And within that course, um, we have a global community that people can join for free as well. And I also include some healing transmissions in there to help them move their energy and free and clear themselves of this trauma as well. So that's an option too. 
Yeah, that's great. The reason I asked you is because I want people to know, and I and I think most most of my audience is, is super well informed. Um, they already, you know, because I hear a lot from my audience and what their needs are, but they're really yeah. smart cookies. And um, I ask that because I know that it's longer than one session. Right. And I say that because I don't want anybody coming in like, oh, okay, I'll see her one time. I'll be cleared on my energy. That's not how this works, guys. You have to put mm. in the work and you got to be committed because right. you have to be committed to you. You have to be committed to you and mm -hmm. you are here for as long as you're here. So let's do this right. And that's why mm -hmm. I asked Jean, because I want people to know yeah. that when they come to you, this is going to be because you really want to do the work well and you want mm -hmm. them to come knowing that. So that's why I asked that question. So thank yeah. you for answering. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Thank you for spending time with us. And Jean, you are a great guest. So thank you for being here and sharing this space with me. I appreciate you very much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Thanks so much for having me. And guys, don't forget to uh, subscribe. Make sure that you click and share this episode. Um, you know, more and more people need to know that there is healing out there. You don't need to be stuck. You don't need to self-sabotage. You don't have to have beliefs that limit you. We can actually get through that. So make sure that you reach out to Jean. Go on to her website, jeanatman.com. Check it out. Reach out to her. Check out her programs and see what's going on because you don't have to be out here alone because you're not alone. There are always somebody out here that wants to help. So make sure mm -hmm. that you do that. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until next time. Broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.